This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 24. Hey guys. Yay. So, we have been having a great old time um, over these last episodes, talking about so many different issues and um I just wrote a Facebook topics. post and I was like, man, we've done a lot of topics. Yeah. Some would say too many. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of podcasts, so I hope you're chewing your way there's through them. a lot of potty out there. Yeah. yeah. I always forget what we talk about, so I have to actually read the Well, yeah, the I think title. we're so present in each show, it's hard to remember yeah. actually what happens because you're just in the moment. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing about being in the moment, actually. Such a gift. But I think there's a fun thing with um, this podcast that you don't need to listen to it from start to finish. Yeah. And you, this might be the first episode you've ever listened to and you yeah. get something out of it. But I always suggest just go back through the titles and at any time find one that uh, you resonate with in that moment. Yeah. And there's also there's episodes that you won't, won't make sense at the time, but in um, six months' time you might think, oh, I've got a parenting issue. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that episode 14 and Listen see what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. I just realized we normally do a sound check and we're like straight into it. Yeah, we're good. Well Looks done. Good over here. Well done. That's what you get when you're on your 24th episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about... <laughs> today we're going to talk about... <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just watching you flounder. Yeah. yeah. Here I am floundering on the side. <laughs> Because <laughs> Nathan normally picks it up at this point and yeah, goes, right, so today we're going to talk about... Da, 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 da. I was just like, what would happen if I yeah. just sit here? Yeah, and do nothing. Don't mansplain. Well, now you know what happens. <laughs> I just go, oop, oop, oop. Yeah. But um, the topic today... Actually, I can't remember. What did we decide? We're supposed yeah, to do well, a sound check, Yeah, well, there's a couple of man. different... Uh, hell. Should we start again? No. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You get to listen to real, yeah. raw... Yeah. Just us. Us. Whatever that is. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, something called inner child work, Ooh, which is yeah. uh, something near and dear to me yeah. as a coach and me something too. I use a lot with my my clients. And I hope you get to get something out of this. In a way, it's going to help you understand why you do certain things, why you do some of the things that you do. And yeah, I, I thought what we could do is sort of talk through our own um, our own examples of this, and then you might get something out of it. Yeah. If you want to do this kind of work, you're welcome to message me, and I'm happy to take you through this kind of work as well, because it is so powerful. Um, yeah, it is. It's really it, powerful. It informs so much. Yeah, of how we how we behave in our life. Yeah, yeah. When we were little, it created the repeating patterns that we've got operating yeah. underneath in our subconscious, and while we wonder why we do things, or how come I'm always doing this, or why does this always happen? Mm. Yeah. Because when we're kids, we're, uh, we are extremely vulnerable to all sorts of different stuff. We're very vulnerable to abandonment. We're very vulnerable to um, uh, people shutting us down or telling mm. us that we're too much or mm. we're not smart enough, not good enough, not funny enough, not too quiet, too loud. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this, haven't we? We have. Yeah. And so... It's very easy for us as um, as children to make really big decisions about mm. who we are mm. and carry those on for the rest of our lives. The thing that most people forget is when you look at a picture of yourself as a child that's seven years old, that's you now. Yeah, Nothing's changed. You just got older. Yeah. But it, you're still that exact same human, yeah. just in a bigger, 
uglier body. <laughs> Not in your case, brother. No, I'm actually um, de-aging. Is that a thing? De-aging. Yeah. Everyone wants Trying to, to. de-age. Yeah. So what we do with the inner child work is we actually dive into some exercises to go back and actually talk to that mm. little girl, mm. the little boy that was uh, going through some of that stuff, and we mm. actually have a communication with them. Mm. And there's a, a saying that you're never too old to be the parent that you needed. Yeah. Say it again. You're never too old to be the parent that you needed. Mm. And so in the inner child work, we actually find out what the little girl or the little boy inside of you actually needed in those moments when you made those big decisions. Mm. And then now as the bigger, older, wiser version of ourselves, we actually give them what they needed. We become the parent for them. Um, so good. Yeah. And why, why would you say, why is this transformative? Do you think in, in lots of areas when you actually start doing this? Um, it can well for me it removed confusion uh it me it removed the feeling of being alone and gave me more confidence so well, what do you mean about confusion it removed confusion what does that mean well i don't know about anyone else but i've always felt alone hmm. so doing things on my own even though when you know can be surrounded by people it's like i've always trying to figure it out and even when it made sense i would think to myself oh is it really does it really make sense? It seems to make sense to me, but what am I missing? So there's always that, always, always that um, not knowing if I was getting it right and whether that was going to be. And the way that's shown up actually is there's been a lot of times, you know, a year or two later and I'm like, oh, I got that right. I knew, I actually knew that ages ago. Mm. I wonder if other people have that experience because everyone will have a different experience of what we're talking about. Yeah, everyone will have a different yeah, way that this shows up. Yeah. For me, it was like, um, so my little boy is very scared, very, very scared, and scared of uh, getting it wrong, um, really scared of, I can feel like really scared of getting hurt, mm. but with mm. words. Mm. So not physically hurt. I was never beaten or beaten up or anything like that fortunately but you know being bullied and it was quite painful right. so i can feel like any time i feel like i'm going to get hurt with words somehow that's when my inner child really gets activated mm. which brings me to a good point when you're adults there's certain things that happen certain triggers that actually activate that little boy or little girl and then at that point, you're not in charge. Now you've got a seven-year-old making yeah, decisions in yeah. your life. Anybody notice that out there in the world? <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of seven-year-olds making decisions? Yeah, when you choices. get triggered. Yeah. It'll often, um, it, you know, it's, can you just settle down? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would annoy you. Carry on, Nathan. Um, listening. Yeah, because if you're in a, a conversation, say, with your partner and you get triggered by something, um, yeah, I was trying to think of an example. Like for me, anything that triggers me not feeling good enough gets me into my inner child. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to... Jason's trying to adjust his mic stand, but he's trying to do it in the most delicate way. <laughs> so none of you hear it. And it's yeah. very funny to watch. I achieved it if you hadn't have laughed. <laughs> Sorry. You yeah, busted it was me. so funny. 
What were um, you saying? I was. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Episode 24 of the podcast. Great to have you here. And we're talking about inner child work. <laughs> um, I was saying that if you're in a conversation with your partner and one of you gets triggered, for me, it might be they say something where it triggers me like not feeling good enough or like, you know, like I'm not smart enough. Or, mm. And so now my little seven-year-old goes and flares up. And then your in defense, pa- you mean? Or what it flares Whatever, up. just flares up somehow. Right. Yeah, is it yeah. in defense? Yeah, I, I'll probably get defensive. That's probably what my seven-year-old does is goes, well, you don't understand how hard it is and you don't know. You don't even do it right. So, yeah. you know, it just starts coming that way. And then um, your partner might be triggered by something else. The way your defensiveness might trigger their inner child, yeah. which comes up and they go, oh, you know, you're always yelling at me. I don't like it when you yell at me. And you go, well, you started it. You told me that I wasn't good at this thing. <laughs> and now we've got two seven-year-olds yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. You know, really challenging. So the inner child work, when we go through some of these exercises, one, let's use my example, right? Where it's like, let's, I, I would say, <laughs> I would say to um, a client that was going through what I was going through, when was the first time you remember someone making you feel like you weren't good enough? Mm. Mm. So if that, if we identify, oh, I get triggered when someone makes me feel small or, well, in your example, what is it like if... When, when when do you get when does your little boy get triggered when does that loneliness that yeah it's loneliness or rejection I think mm. yeah rejection because, yeah. yeah because mine's my when I did therapy and I'm a big advocate for therapy big shout out to them um, shout out therapy Woo! yeah yeah we all need it <laughs> uh, and I did it for about a year and a half but the um my, I identified Brag. that my <laughs> Well, it costs a lot of money, but it needs to be done. Yeah. Um, my little child is lost, lonely, emotionally neglected. Yeah. Mm. And so when you identify that in your therapy or when you do identify your, um, your inner child, no one could get, give you those words. Like mm. you just really get it. You mm. just, whoa. And that's, that's part of my being alone, um, being confused. Yeah. Um, I know I was loved but I never felt love, mm-hmm. and that's played out horrendously in, the, in my life. But it's all good now, just want to say. Uh, well, I think so. <laughs> 80 months of therapy. Yeah. Very um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're a bit cheeky today. I am. I'm feeling cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, but with so you, mine's, yeah, rejection. Yeah, so or, that's, I might say to you, when's the first time you felt lonely? When's the first time you knew you were alone in the world? Ooh. And, you know, maybe... If you're listening, that might bring up something for you. If I yeah. say, when's the first time you felt alone or you knew you were alone yeah, right. in the world? Um, and then we might go back to that moment and actually meet you mm. together um, during an exercise like this. And then in those moments, we'll actually find out truly what that little girl or that little boy, in your case, was feeling oh, when they man. were feeling alone. And it's... So powerful because immediately you just feel waves of compassion and mm. empathy empathy for that little boy. Mm. It's really hard to feel compassion and empathy for us as adults feeling lonely. We mm. go, come on, mate, just harden up. God, that's ridiculous. You know, we're quite hard on ourselves. Yeah, get but, over it. It'll but, be fine. That's right. But if you imagine a seven-year-old that's feeling really alone, mm. really mm. isolated, doesn't know if they're loved, it's so easy to feel compassion. Mm. And 
that's the process of self-love beginning. Ooh. Because that little boy is you. Yeah. I'm feeling it. You're feeling oh, yeah. it, eh? Yeah. 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 Good. Mm. So in that moment when you actually start to see that little boy, and, and I don't know, you, some of you have got kids, some of you don't, but if you can imagine a seven-year-old, mm. like that is a little boy mm. or a little girl, mm. very vulnerable, very young. And we've all got a version of this. We've all got our mm. version of, in that moment in childhood, of feeling alone or let down or scared or humiliated or very confused. Confusion is often the case. Yeah, yeah. Why did this happen? Yeah. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Mm. And if we can just be with that little girl, little boy, and just hear them out and understand them, start to feel that love and compassion coming through, then we have a moment where we go, well, what do you need? What do you What do you need right now? And that's when we actually get some of the answers of of what would actually help. Mm. Do you need a lot of times it's a hug, but other times it's um, I need to know that I'm safe. Mm. I need to know um, that it all works out because in this beautiful interaction you can actually tell them all the cool stuff that happened in your life yeah, and that it actually, you know, for the most part works out. You get to have cool experiences. You meet lots of cool people. Mm. You make money, you lose money, you try stuff. Sometimes Mm. you win, sometimes you fail, but you're not going to be stuck in this little lonely place forever, Mm. which is very reassuring Mm. to a kid that's feeling very confused and stuck and doesn't have the ability to get out of those situations. Mm. Mm. You know, they kind of just got to, Hang in there. They can't um, move out. <laughs> so for me, I know for my inner child, um, he wants to be um, hugged. And he, the biggest thing for my, my little boy is he doesn't want to do anything on his own. He yeah. really needs someone to hold his hand and do it with him. Hmm. And so I know when I'm feeling triggered or sometimes when I'm procrastinating or I'm just in fear, it's because I'm trying to do it on my own and I actually need help. Mm. I need help. Good realisation. Yeah. And that's why collaboration is becoming such a big part of my life going forward in all different areas, particularly in business, because I'm sick of doing it on my own. Mm. And it's a, it's a trigger point for me. It, it doesn't allow my life to work when I'm doing stuff on my own. So, I can, in those moments when I'm feeling that energy, when I'm that, I can see that little boy's feeling really alone. I can go, hey, give me a hug. I love you. I've got you. I know you're a little bit scared, but I'm not scared. Like, it's all cool. You know, I'm a big boy. I got this. There's, there's nothing really that can hurt me. Yeah. So, how about I take the lead? I'll hold your hand and I'll make sure you're all good. You're all safe. And I'll literally have this conversation. So, I'll hug myself. I'll wrap my hand arms around myself and I'll say I got you you're all good like you don't need to be in charge here I've got you I'll be Mm. right here I'll hold your hand if Mm. you're scared just tell me and we'll slow down or we'll stop you know we don't need to hurry it and as soon as he feels that I'm in charge that I've got him that he's held I say is there anything else you need and he always says no let's just can we play now he always wants to play next Hmm. and that's such a big part of my personality is when I'm feeling good and I'm happy and I'm solid in myself 
I just want to go and play. I want to go and have new experiences. I want to go traveling. I want to do mm. cool things. I want to mm. hang out with my friends. Like I love playing. And so, yeah, that's how it's transformed for me. Jason and Nathan. I'm actually right in there. I'm right in it. I can really feel it. Yep. Don't actually want to talk about it. Oh, it's yeah. quite interesting. Do you want to like, stop? No. <laughs> no? Um, I just want to bump my microphone again. <laughs> for effect. But, um, yeah, I think for me that, so when we, because we've talked about this before actually, where you want to play when you, um, once your inner child feels good. And for me, mine wants to know, the conversation I have with it is that it's going to be okay, you're not alone. You're not on, yeah. It's kind of similar. Similar, isn't it? It is similar. But when I do that, I feel like I've got, I feel like my whole, all my, I feel like my inner child has now got all my years of experience. And that feels good for some yeah. reason. All of a sudden well, it's, it's that unknowing. The, that's right. It's the opposite because when you don't have that, the seven-year-old's in charge. And we wouldn't put a seven-year-old in charge of anything. No. We wouldn't have a seven-year-old running your business. No. Because they're going to not know what they're doing. They're going to be completely overwhelmed, scared, all these adults around. Yeah. And so, but that's what we're doing. All of you, that's what you're doing all day. You have seven-year-old decisions happening all day in your relationship with money, with business, with your yeah. friendships. Yeah, and it lives in our language. Like People are like, it's like a freaking kindergarten in there. Yeah. They talk about their workplaces. <laughs> yeah. It actually lives in our language where people yeah, literally having that seven-year-old do that stuff. There's a, there's a good distinction here too between um, childish versus childlike mm. because – to be childish is to be stuck in that seven-year-old way of being that's immature. and But to be childlike is exactly what I'm talking about, is actually to support your inner child, love them, hold their hand. And that that feeling of wanting to play when your inner child feels safe, that's to be childlike. That's beautiful. Mm. That's like fun. It's playful. It's how we're meant to be as, yeah. as humans. Yeah, that's right. And children are the future <laughs> is that a song, Sing a song. yeah but it's tr- it's, it's so true no, no no one wants to hear you sing stop it okay but um yeah i noticed it too with my my children when i ask them questions or i look to them for um not advice but ideas you know there's quite they are quite playful mm. and that is the part of us that is still within us that wants to come out yeah when we can manage it out in a way that works not just like irresponsibly, but like in a way that because all we do really want to do is have fun. Yeah. I think everybody's Ultimately. on the same page. Yeah, if we're not all stressed out about Yeah, and I think and- the catch cry out there and I've certainly had it as why is this not fun? Why isn't this fun? What's going on? Why is it so difficult? Why is it so hard? Yeah. And that's those patterns going over the top, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Seven year olds making Choices. Making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's when we go through these exercises, it's so powerful. Like to actually go through the exercise in a you know, um a private session it where is. you feel comfortable and stuff. Yeah. It's so so powerful and it's so much insight. And I can't over emphasize how powerful it is to feel love for the child version of you. Yeah, absolutely. That really yeah. Because that opens you up to, you start to see yourself and actually see 
the experience you had as a child and really begin to empathize and and love that little girl or that little boy that went through yeah, all of that. Totally. And then you extrapolate that and you realize that's me. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, and then you can realize, oh, actually, I really love me for surviving that. Yeah. And when you start really realizing that and you start looking around, you go, oh, everybody's survived childhood. Yeah. And I start to go, oh, I really love everybody. I have compassion and empathy for everyone that's had to go through this. Yeah, and I think it's important to note when we, because we're always judging, like quite often we'd be like, well, that person's had it's good. Well, that person shouldn't, you know, what's wrong with them? They've had this, that, and the other thing. But actually, it doesn't matter what people, everyone's gone through something yeah. that has created an inner child. No one gets out of childhood unscathed. No. That's the truth. And I had a really good insight the other day, just like a week ago. I started to notice my empathy for others. And I've always had it intellectually. Mm. But I, someone was telling me a story. I think it was my sister-in-law. Shout out to her. And she was talking about something bad was happening to someone. And I was like, oh. God, I actually really felt it. Mm. And over the next few hours, I noticed that well, what came to me was for us to really feel empathy for others, or well, those of us that haven't had it naturally, because some people are very heavy em- empaths that just obviously sure, do that. Feel but for people like me, it was through my journey of having empathy and compassion for myself is what has enabled me to have more empathy for others. Mm. It was really clear to me in that moment. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a hard one too. Like if when you start talking about self love, mm. it can be a bit foreign to people. They think, um, "What's well, intellectual? Oh, is that just going and getting a manicure or a pedicure, or is that just getting a massage once a week? Is that self love?" Yeah, that's right. But those are the doing of self love. I think that's self care. Self care. Yeah, yeah. Which could be like a. Um, Subcategory, but it's a doing. It's a doing. <laughs> yeah, it's the doing of self-love, but it's not the being of self-love. Mm, mm. So it's not the experience of self-love. It's what you do when you have self-love. Yeah, and I love that self-love is more acceptable now than it was even a year ago. Yeah, because it's so so important. Was it unacceptable? Uh, no, it's not the right word, is it? But it's it's, it's more talked about. More talked about. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's like there was always um, it was always a put down when I was young that that guy loves himself. Right there, you go. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Isn't no. that funny that that's a put down? Yeah. Well, they were relating to his <laughs> ego. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he. he but must... it would be easy to mistake the two. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But it makes us go when you hear those put downs when you go, oh, that guy just bloody loves himself so much. Shouldn't yeah. he? Well, yeah, but that's probably not the context. That's right. It's it's it's. But I think to, we go too far the other way. I yeah, think we because do. we have those insults, then everyone goes, "Oh, you should not like yourself." You know? Yeah. We, we go out the other side. Yeah. Well, we, it goes back to the other podcast, uh, the other episodes we've had about looking arrogant or being full of yourself or egotistical. Mm. So that's yeah, kind of created a melting pot of what does this actually mean? Yeah. We could, because what we're talking about now is self-love, which is a huge topic and something that's taken me years to actually find for myself. Mm. And I don't think people even know where to start on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I love myself. You could say that 
in a heartbeat. Yeah, I hear people say that, or they'll do an intellectual analysis. They'll go, well, yeah, yeah when I think about it, I think, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think I do love myself. Yeah, well put. But it's not necessarily a felt experience. Yeah. But mm. I think that's why the inner child work is so important, because it automatically gives you a deep felt experience of loving yourself. Yeah. And it's such a good place to go. I, Yeah, the world hasn't been the same for me since I've actually felt that self-love mm-hmm. for myself. And it came, like I say, from empathy and compassion mm-hmm. for my journey and um, radiates out. I mean, you and I, we remember, what was it like five years ago? Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel love. Mm. I couldn't actually feel love. I know where I was standing when we were having that conversation. You were like in New York or somewhere. I was in a shopping mall car park. I know exactly where it was, and I almost put a dent in my car because I was like, I can't feel it. Mm. And so that, that's been my journey now because I noticed if I couldn't feel it for others, I actually couldn't feel it for myself. Yeah. Truth. It's a big topic. Mm. But I can feel it now. I can actually feel love. I'm coming out mm. on, on the airwaves. Mm. I don't think... I couldn't have got that by us. Um, I couldn't, someone couldn't have given that to me. Mm. I've had to do that work to find that, take it, pull it out, be with it, grow it, and now feel it. Well, the first acknowledgement was that you don't feel love. Yeah, exactly. Can anyone relate to that? Can anyone, if you are being really honest with yourself, it's sometimes it's hard to not know. Sometimes it's hard to actually go, how do you know you're not feeling something? Do you know yeah, what I mean? How yeah. do you know? It's hard to know you don't have something. Yeah, for me it was easy had it. because it was like I could feel lust and I could feel a craving. Mm. I could, you know, so they were quite, they felt quite different. I, and I think the difference with love is we actually have a hunch that we don't feel it because it's like we know something's missing or we know we should probably be feeling a little more than we do. So I think even if you haven't felt love or you don't you haven't you can't remember experience of feeling love, I think we can deep down actually imagine what that probably should feel like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We mm. know something's missing. So subtle. Yeah. Just feeling into it now, like what would be the difference? It's she's not a big shift. Mm. So I can see how I didn't know what it was. I mean, in my therapy, once again, if I can talk about it, like, because it's seven years ago now, mm-hmm. um, my I told my therapist that I love my kids, you know, like I am always tell them I love them, I'm always hugging them and all that sort of stuff. And he said, when you're hugging your children, who's the hug for? And I was just, my heart just dropped because we'd done the inner child work and I knew it was actually for me. I was actually stealing hugs from my children in a way. Like it actually made me feel better. I knew in the moment that he said it, like, fuck. Mm. And did that mean that you didn't actually love your kids or you didn't have a feeling of love for them? Is that what you mean? Um, It was because I certainly do. Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. But could you feel it? I couldn't feel it. Mm. And in the same moment, I knew I hadn't felt love from my ex-wife at the time Mm. and then I knew so just it all just unfolded I was like she would never have felt love from me either yeah 
Um, and she would have felt the lust and the effect, the attention and all the other things that I do to yeah. make up for that. And it's all subconscious, right? I didn't know that no. that's how I was being. Mm. But it came out of the, um, when you guys did divorce, that's when you kind of started therapy because you wanted to figure out yeah, we've what talked kept about happening. That. Yeah. So that's that's what led you down this path. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes we've got to have something like that happen. Yeah, if not for every time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Difficult truth. Yeah. But hopefully this has been insightful. Yeah. I know you've felt a lot. Yeah, I, I'm over here feeling all of it, actually. Mm. Feeling a little bit sort of um, in a childlike. Yeah. Just feeling my old self. Yeah, it's yeah. quite um, fragile, isn't it, or a bit vulnerable, that part. Yeah, I think it's good. It's good because it's, he's alive. I yeah. can feel all of me in a way. And I think that's what probably, I mean, that's what addicts do, right? They want to numb it, whatever the feelings are. We don't want to feel. We push, we keep things away. Mm. So this is kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's, it has a benefit. I'm 100% certain of the benefit that I've got. But it is now a whole feeling thing that I do mm. that I wasn't, you know, I would have gone 40 years without doing that interest or Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the thing is um, this is it's great work to meet yourself, to meet the young version of yourself. I love it. I love my little mm. boy because mm. I just know how fun and playful he is, how creative he is. I, I love having a relationship with him and I love being the parent that he needed, you know. Mm. I love that when I think of like a little boy version of me, he needed mm. someone that like played with him and encouraged him and brought out that creativity and, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And just, um, more fun, more play, you know, like he just needed more fun and more play and instead got a whole load of scary situations that shut him down. Yeah. You know, so I get to be there for him. Now I get to go, man, like, let's go and have some fun, let's play, like, it's okay, you don't have to be scared, oh, I've got everything, you know, I can handle all these big scary people. We're okay. We're okay. Yeah. You don't have to have that responsibility anymore. Love it. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks well, for listening, good guys. Chat. Bit of a deep one today. Yeah. I hope you got something out of it. There might have been a little insight there for you. Reach out if you want to talk about this stuff, because if it has brought anything up for you, I'm always happy to have a conversation with you about it. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, we'll be back next week for episode number 25. See ya. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 